0: With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So it's uh, all for play, for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains, it's me again for another For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast, another day, another podcast, another transfer link, another, I don't know whether I'm going to call it that. Uh a a concrete transfer link or whether it's going to be dubious transfer link but it's definitely a transfer link for a player that we are familiar with because it ain't the first time that uh we have been linked to this player and that player is indeed josh king former Hull city striker former manchester united trainee former uh bournemouth player uh current most recently I suppose with Everton in the Premier League and didn't pull up any trees under Carlo Ancelotti Uh, but somebody we know that Dean Smith potentially tried to sign last season it was rumored that he was trying to sign him it was also rumored he was trying to sign Callum Wilson you know so uh, sometimes the lines can get blurred there with reportings but uh, it has been rumored that Dean Smith. Is uh, going back in again for uh, for Josh King, who is a free agent as of now. Um, as I mentioned, it, you know he was with um, he was linked with a move last season, but uh, this one seems to have come out of kind of out of left field because it was uh, it was reports in Turkey that were claiming that uh, that the, the King could be next, and it was potentially that he was supposed to be going to Bache and uh, a reporter in turkey whose name i'm unfortunately i'm not going to uh, attempt to pronounce because i will make a mess of it has said that that no longer is the case because uh, the player himself is on his way to aston villa which really has been the the zenith of the reporting of this link or this potential transfer so far and i wanted to take a quick look at josh king because of all the players that we've looked at so far, and probably of all the players that we've spoken about over the course of the year or even the last year when we were doing some transfer stuff, obviously not to the level that we're doing now, this one has probably been the most polarizing. It's one of the, one of the ones where I've looked at him and um, I've tried, I've had to try to make myself as objective as I possibly could. I had to want to come into this without the, the viewpoint of, I haven't a clue what this guy brings to Aston Villa. And that's okay too. You know, I come onto these podcasts, I come onto these streams, and I look at I look at players and I talk about players, and I am very, very positive. And I'm not 100 percent down on Josh King. What I want to do is I wanted to take a look at him from the point of view of what does he bring to Aston Villa under Dean Smith's system. Always important. Don't Don't scout the the shirt that the player is wearing. Scout the player that's in the shirt. That's the rules. That's what I always say is that the player has um, traits. Those traits may not transfer when he plays for certain teams. And you want to check and see what those traits are. Try and find maybe a commonality. Try and find maybe something that you think that, okay, Dean Smith is looking to add more of this into our team. Even if it is off the bench, even if it is an option, uh, even if he's just going to be an option player. Dean Smith might be looking at trying to inject something like this into our team and with the relative uh, I suppose the, the the no transfer fee, considering that he he is uh, likely to be a free agent, um, that this might be a win win situation for Dean Speed, and that might be something he would be thinking of. So, I've got to take a quick look and see who is who actually is Josh King, as we know that uh, just to give you a bit of a background, he's a Norwegian international. Um, last played as I say for Everton, he is 29 years of age, he's 29 and a half years of age. By the time the season starts, uh, next season, he will only be 29, turns 30 on the 15th of January, and he was born in Oslo. Um, his height ranges anywhere, it's very, very difficult to get a correct height on players, and this is hilarious because depending on what site you go to, I've seen him at five and a uh, five foot. Ten inches. I've seen him at six foot two inches. Now that's a big disparity. So somebody should be able to give us the the definitive on that, but doesn't seem to be out there. Seems to be very very much up in the air as to what height he is. And um, predominantly plays as a four, plays in the forward positions, whether it be from the left wing or plays as uh, as a central striker. As I say, uh, he came up through the Manchester United Youth Academy, was there from 2008 to 2013 with a couple of loan spells in between. Preston, he was on loan in Gladbach for a while, so it does have some... Um, some continental uh training under his belt as well. Uh went to Hull City in 2012 and also played at Blackburn in 2012 as well. And then he had a full-time move to Blackburn where he scored three goals in 56 appearances. And then he left Blackburn in 2015 to join Bournemouth. And that's where he's done the majority of his work. Uh scored 48 goals in 173 appearances. Um and that's between Championship and, and the Premier League. Obviously, he had an ill-fated move to Everton last season, and he's moved to Everton, uh, yielded 11 appearances, of which only five were starts, and he unfortunately had zero goals. Uh, had very, very few minutes last season as well. I think it was only like 740 minutes. But as always, I do have a stat sheet on Josh King, and we will be looking at that in a moment. His international record is 17 goals and 54 appearances for Norway as well, but he was... Like as I say, he's he's kind of one of these enigma players, whereby he has been shifted out to the out in the wide positions. Um, he's very much a frontal utility player, is what I'm going to call him. You know, does play an awful lot from the wide positions. Can play center central as well. Um, and what I wanted to do is I wanted to have a quick look at um and what he actually offers. Remember what I said at the start of the podcast. What can he offer to Dean Smith? What are his traits? What are the traits of this player? I, I don't care what jersey he wore, whether he was poor for Everton last year or whether he was really good for, Bo- for Bournemouth in one season. I want to look and see what the actual player does and can he add something to Dean Smith's system? Because as we know, not the, the variables going from one team to another and having one manager over another are so vast that players' performances can um, can fluctuate. And especially somebody who may be pred- somebody whose performances may not be predicated on latent talent like uh, Josh King's, maybe predicated on hard work, maybe predicated on, on uh, something that he is uh, actually very, very good at. He's very, very fast forward, is something that I've seen. And maybe Ancelotti's. Um, Ancelotti's style of play last season. He's a ponderous build-up, build, up, build up play, getting the ball to Alan and to Andre Gomez to play maybe longer, raking balls uh, to 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 Josh King, whereby they had to, you know, maybe manufacture crosses into the into the box for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Uh, especially in the early early part of the season maybe that wasn't something that um that, that suited josh king's style so let's take a look at him as i say and we will um we will see if there is anything here that tickles our fancy from that point of view so just give me one moment and let me share my screen so now i do as i mentioned i do have a stat sheet on uh on josh king so as i mentioned he plays from the left hand side and in the central for center forward position as i say his height is up for debate i'm going to say anywhere between five foot ten and six foot two he's predominantly right footed which as we know uh seems to be kind of the flavor of the uh, of the month well i suppose maybe the flavor of the decade is playing alternate footed um Wingers on uh, either flank, so left-footed wingers in the right flank, right-footed wingers in the left uh, on the left flank, so they can cut in and score goals more so as uh, deep-line forwards than actual wingers themselves. So a couple of similar players that he's, uh, these the statistics have thrown up similarities to based on stats over the last three years have been Jordan Ayew, someone who we're very, very familiar with as well. And also Ollie Burke, former uh, Nottingham Forest, former Leipzig, former West Brom and currently Sheffield United player. Um, I think he's still with Sheffield United at the moment. Scottish international Ollie Burke. There is a wall of text here. I'm not going to go down through each piece on it. I think the biggest things I want to kind of uh, highlight on this, because it would be really, really boring podcast if I was just rattling off numbers. I will post these um, under the podcast listing on Twitter and on, um, on Twitter if you guys want to reference these as well. But these are quite important because I wanted to take a look at the last three seasons for Josh King and uh, what his games, his minutes, his goals, his assists, his passing types, all that kind of thing, and and, and just take a look at them. The reason for that is because obviously last season was not was not a season that Josh King will ever remember, um, I think, as a football player. Previous season was a year in which he struggled, played in a team like, uh, that they, they, they were struggling like Aston Villa in the year previous in, in 1920. Um, he did still contribute to that Bournemouth team, the year before in 1819 is statistically his best season um, in the premier league as well so i think it's fair to see the best the middle and the not so good for josh king here and i think the one thing that i've been able to been able to to, to kind of discern from this is that while i mentioned he does play mostly from the left hand side i think the reason that he was pushed out to the left-hand side in the 1920 season was because Bournemouth had gotten into a really good rhythm of having Ryan Frazier at one side, Callum Wilson was playing playing up top as well, and what it allowed Callum Wilson to do was to drop deep and for Josh King potentially to take his place to kind of alternate with him into the center forward position. I think they played really really well like that. Um when I went back and I looked at, at some um at some videos of of, of how they played, uh this is the nineteen twenty season, the season when um, when when uh, Bournemouth did get relegated. But Josh King still scored six goals and had four assists in that season. Uh, he played two hundred eleven or two thousand and eleven minutes, should I say, with twenty six starts. One thing I think you can say of Josh King is he does tend to have an injury in him, so he's not going to be somebody that you can rely on. Uh, you're in, you're out to play and to start. 37, 38 games like uh, like maybe an Ali Watkins will. But I think that if Josh King is purchased to play for Aston Villa Football Club or if he's brought in to play for Aston Villa Football Club, it would definitely much so in, in, in the auxiliary positions, maybe to 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 play with that latent pace. Uh, he has been registered at, at, at clocking up to 36.7 kilometres Per uh, as as his fastest run in games, that puts him up there with the likes of uh, Tio Walcott and his prime Adama Truor. I think I saw. Uh, statistics there of of being some of the fastest, uh, one of the fastest times clocked ever in the Premier League. So he does have latent pace, and you know Aston Villa maybe lack pace. I think that might be something you might be able to say specifically on the left hand side that Aston Villa do lack pace to our attack, and we lack that outlet ball that when teams push up on us, that when we play it long, it's only been played long to Ali Watkins so that he can try and knock it down to an attacking for attacking midfielder or maybe a McGinn that's coming forward so maybe if you do have that latent pace to play up up top with Ollie Watkins or play just off him from the left hand side maybe that might be something that Dean Smith is looking for to stretch the play a small bit more remember if you stretch that play and you can get teams turning on their heels it allows our defense to push up so a lot of the times pace will allow you to be able to defend an awful lot better and this is no this isn't no secret to anybody it's not you know, any black magic that uh, that would be developed or w- would, would be conjured up on the field. If you were able to get the ball up to the other end of the field and play territory football when you need to against some of the bigger teams, we did it with Aung Bollinghor for years. He was our outlet to do this. You get the ball up there, and that player can hold that ball up for... You know, ten seconds, fifteen seconds, twenty seconds, it allows our defense to get to push out, it allows our midfield to regroup. It allows our um it allows people to get their head in a swivel so they can see where attacking points are coming from. Whereas if you're consistently pushed back and if you're if you're in in the mode whereby you're consistently defending the front of your, your, your penalty box as we have been all too often this year, and we've done it really, really well, and that's been fantastic. But um, you know, to have this outlet to be able to stretch the field they're playing, to be able to stretch uh p- stretch the other team's possession, provided we can hold the ball up there for even a modicum of of uh of, of time up there, um, it is beneficial and potentially that's something that Josh Josh King could bring. Um, his passing statistics are so so. You know they're all right. there's They're nothing great about them. Um, he's very much one of these players as well. That he's he doesn't take an awful lot of shots. He doesn't take an awful lot of shots in in, in any given season. So he's. He's not a, how am I going to put this? He's, he's not wasteful with the ball, I think is best to say. Maybe that might be something as well that entices a Dean Smith. Think of a Trezeguet on the left-hand side if we needed to bring Jack into the center. Somebody who's industrious works up and down that left-hand side. Uh, do we need somebody to do that? I'm not 100% sure. I'm really not. But um as I say, the whole point of this was to try and find uh is <laughs> to try and find maybe some reasons or some traits that would bring um Josh King to the forefront in our transfer policy. Um let's take a little look as well. So without just talking here and discussing Josh King against Josh King, because we can see his heat map here from eighteen nineteen, nineteen twenty, and twenty twenty one, it is pretty varied and he has been asked to do an awful lot, which Spells well for his character because when he's played minutes, he's played over 2,000 minutes, he's scored goals, he's contributed with assists, he's had very good shot creation actions. Um, as I say, he's not wasteful with his shots. A lot of, he doesn't take an awful lot of shots, but when he does you know, 28%, 30%, 39% in, in, in 2019, 2020, they go on target. So he does seem to, be, seem to be pretty efficient with his shooting too. But let's see how he stacks up against some of the other Aston Villa players. Uh, some of the other Aston Villa players. So here is a slide, and I think you guys can see it now. Here's a slide whereby I've taken Josh King's best Premier League season in 2018-19, and I've put him up against the Aston Villa wide players and Dolly Watkins because, do we forget that he can play in a centre-forward position as well, and he has done an awful lot for Bournemouth. Andy has done an awful lot for Norway as well. And I've taken him and I've put him up against the against the uh, the, the the quartet of Aston Villa players: there, Trezeguet, El Ghazi, Bertrand and Watkins. So when we look at when he gets minutes and he uh, ga- gets games, he performs well, as I mentioned, from a goal-scoring point of view. His shot percentage isn't anything to write home about. His shot, shot on target percentage in, in uh, 18, 19 wasn't anything really to write home about, but he didn't take an awful lot of shots for a striker, as I say. He didn't, like, Amor Agassi nearly took as many, as many shots as him that season. Bertrand Troy took more shots um, than him. This last season than Josh King did in his best ever season, you know, and he played pr- played quite a lot more minutes than a Gazian and Bertrand Troy. So he doesn't take an awful lot of shots. He shot creation actions up per 90 minutes. So does he create goals? Does he create shots for other people or for himself? It's not really there, you know, you see it he's he's nowhere near the creation uh, talent of Al Ghazi and Bertrand Traore and yes, while they do shoot themselves and that is counted as a shot creation action um, still, you know, you shoot, you score if you don't shoot, you don't score and while I praised his efficiency with uh, with, with the ball and that he doesn't shoot an awful lot, you know, you kind of want your strikers and your wide men to chip in with goals as we saw with El Ghazi and Bertrand Traore coming in with 17 goals uh, last season, granted El Ghazi El- Guys, he didn't have any assists. Bertrand Traoré had six throughout the course of the year. It is something that I think we should look at, and it's maybe not the not not the highest point of Josh King's game. Uh, passing wise, I've put in the passing statistics there across the board. I think the real interesting one here is that, uh, uh, is that the highest pass success rate was, is, is Ollie Watkins at 72.8%. Now I know it's negligible across the board as to how much that, that comes, uh, uh as to how much that, uh, uh the differences between between Ollie Watkins and the rest of the players, but look at the diff- amount of minutes that Ollie Watkins played. You know, he played quite a lot of minutes and he would have had a lot more touches of the ball. So obviously more touches bring a bigger sample set. So it's harder to have a bigger uh, a bigger percentage uh, in in instances like that. So um oh yeah this is uh this is um Uh, This is a really, really interesting, uh, I think, uh, snapshot of where he will play. And to be honest with you guys, I'm going to be really honest. I don't know. Do we need Josh King? I don't know. Does he fit in with Aston Villa Football Club? I don't know. Does he bring anything new to the team other than latent, latent pace? I don't know. Does he bring anything else to the team? You know, you put him up against the Trezeguet, And As I say, maybe he is a left-footed Trez or maybe he is a, a, a Trezeguet replacement. Who knows? Uh, cheap. I don't know. He would even be cheaper than Trezeguet. Maybe he's an Ghazi replacement. Maybe we're looking at moving on Elgazi. I I don't know. But for me, does he bring anything new to the football team based on a three-year sample set of what of what he can do? It's it's open to interpretation, is is what I would say. Um. I'm not not going to support him if he plays for Aston Villa. You know, the basically, I'm going to support every single player that plays for Aston Villa. That's just what I do, and I will remain positive about Josh King because, as I say, for players like that, all we need is one good season from them. You need one good season or two good seasons, and then we can uh, we can you know maybe regurgitate or uh, what, what am I trying to say here? Re up or that that. um that mid level or that that lower level of our of our squad, you know, consistently churning that piece that that part of the squad. Um, if he comes in and he has a season where he scores six goals and has four assists and he plays, uh, he's maybe starts uh, like 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 Trezeguet or like El Ghazi starts seventeen games and is involved in twenty eight games next season and he's a he's an he's a relative uh, contributor to the team. Well, that's fantastic. At Twenty nine, going on thirty years of age. He's not the future of the team. So anything, any, any contract he does come in here will be short term. Will be a a stopgap contract. Maybe Dean Smith and Christian Perslow won't be able to get their striker target that they absolutely uh, see and that they need. Maybe they want to give Wesley more time. I I don't know. Maybe Josh King comes in and he is the stopgap there. Because let's let's be real about the whole situation. We've been. Unlucky, or unlucky isn't the word. We've probably been unprepared slightly with regards to our striker rotation over the last two years. Losing Wesley against Burnley, yeah, it's down to the to the bare bones. We had to play Jack up front at times. You know when when Wesley was out before Samata came in. Samata obviously didn't last the pace. Went after six months and was sold to um, and went out and loaned to and subsequently has gone to them. Um, I think he's gone on a permanent deal uh Watkins comes in for big money Wesley doesn't come back till later in the season we have a rotation of Watkins and Keenan Davis up front not ideal and uh, maybe Josh King is a stopgap before someone like Brad Young or Louis Barry makes the team i don't i don't know maybe there's maybe there's succession planning in that point from that point of view to say we'll bring in a Josh King that we know can maybe do Sixty-five to seventy percent uh, it can be sixty-five to seventy percent of an Ali Watkins, and he comes in and yes, he can play that central striker role and be industrious and chase down those balls and 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 have a have you know be be decent at pressurizing the the uh, the, the defense. And to be honest, with you look, looking at his pressure rates, it's it's nowhere near Ali Watkins. The work Ali Watkins does up there at sixty at twenty-six point five percent of a pressure success rate up there, based on. 3328 minutes is phenomenal work rate up there for a striker. Uh Josh King on his best with his best season for Bournemouth, he he displayed a 19.5% um pressure success rate. Now once again was he asked to pressure people up there? Was he asked to, to run around to get on the uh, get on the um the, the the defenders cases and the central the central defensive midfielders cases? I don't know. Once again, we're looking at traits. We're not scouting. We're not scouting the teams that they played for. We're Scouting the traits in this in this player and the fact that he is all energy and the fact that he does have a lot of um a lot of uh of pace. Maybe that is something that Dean Smith thinks that he can do for this team. He can be an able deputy for Ollie Watkins because much and all as I would love to see Watkins play 30, 37, 38 games uh, every single season. You know, it's look. Uh, the body is a fantastic thing, but you know he's going to break down at some stage and he will have games where he will be or, or periods where he will be out for two, three weeks uh, and we do need an able deputy and much in all is Keenan Davis became a cult hero last year and he did get um, a very, very important goal and a very, very important assist last year. I think that Josh King would be an upgrade on him, but does he really fit into this team? Does he really um, come in and and cement a place for this team. I'm not sure. My best case scenario that I think for Josh King is that he does come in. He is, uh, he he is, uh, as I say, an understudy to Ollie Watkins, international player, lots of experience playing in the league and he's a stopgap between maybe when Louis Barry is going to be ready to step up to the team. Maybe he comes in in a one-year deal. Uh, you know, there's, there's positives to doing that maybe you front load his contract, give him a one year deal and say listen at the end of the season we've an option for a second year if you do perform well if you don't perform well well still look you're only just 30 and a half years of age you still have uh you still have some fuel in the tank maybe you go to the states maybe you go to another league maybe you you know you you go somewhere in the continent uh, he has been linked with Fenerbahce maybe that's the kind of deal that Aston Villa can do for him and say we will put you in the shop window in the Premier League here so that you can get maybe a bigger money deal uh, or a longer um a longer contract deal maybe in Turkey maybe in the in the States or somewhere along those lines so that uh, you can extend your career uh, and make make more money you know make make a lot more money for yourself before uh in as as your 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 um your career starts to wind down. I don't know. These are all the questions I think that are going to be answered, but I think for me I had to come on and talk about Josh King. I'd give my feelings on him. For me, as I say, I could I could just about understand why he would be brought in. It would be an underwhelming um signing I think for me based on the fact that uh you know, it's and, and even saying that he would be a, an understudy to Watkins, I can completely understand that. I would completely support him. This is not a witch hunt against Josh King. I would completely support him. Um, just on the face of it, does he offer anything different to the players that we have in the squad? I'm just not 100% sure. but. Josh King is somebody that has been linked to Aston Villa Football Club, and we will see if this does ever come to fruition or if this is just going to be one of those chases that is uh, tabloid-led and uh, there is no truth in it. So, guys, I just want to say thank you very much to everybody for everything you do for the podcast. Thanks for all the watches on YouTube. Thanks for all the listens to the audio-based podcast. It's been a busy few days as and when we see transfer links. I will keep on coming out with my views on these players. I will try and do statistical analysis of them. I will talk about what I've seen. Uh, I, You know, Josh King, I, I, I didn't specifically watching an awful lot of games of him in, in preparation for this I've seen enough of him over the years to know what what he does well what he doesn't do well but he is um yeah as i say he was somebody i wanted to talk about i do have i'm about halfway through one when james wore pros i just don't know if that transfer is actually going to go ahead i don't know if that is a, a is something that that, that villa are 1 million percent invested in it would be absolutely fantastic so we may see something like that over the weekend um if i get uh 10 minutes to sit down and to finish off uh my analysis on that one as well but thanks ever, ever so much for everybody for listening to the podcast watching on youtube please give us a like on this video if you're watching on youtube please subscribe uh to our youtube channel please continue to listen to the audio versions we will be alternating between the two it's just easier to do these transfer ones via um youtube because of the statistical analysis and the spread and the uh, the slides that I'm showing. But thanks so much for everything you've done. We have had a ton of subscribers on YouTube. I think we've had something like 400 subscriptions in the last um in the last week or two weeks or something like that. We're nearly at a thousand subscriptions. It would be absolutely fantastic. I think we're at 750 or somewhere odd. If you know of anybody you think you would love this, please tag them in in uh, underneath it in, in on the Twitter post. Please try and get it out there as best you can. But Thank you so much for everything you do. It's really overwhelming, the support that you have for the podcast. And that's really going to do it for today, guys. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy whatever you're doing. the transfer news is going to come thick and fast and uh euro 2021 is on the horizon so football is going nowhere and i'm sure we will be linked with every tom dick and harry over the course of the euro 2021 and we will be here to bring you analysis on as many of them as we physically can so thank you very much for everything you 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 do for the podcast um and all that's left to say is up the villa.